0: That's So Raven, and this is a podcast! Hello, you're listening to... Never read that (laughs) comic. That's So Craven? Uh, That ever happened? Uh, You're listening to Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast that's for the fourth time in a row weekly! Pretty good. (laughs) Laser Laser Time's almost there, too. Uh, But it's been been a long month of conventions, and it's not over Mm. yet! Mm Mm-mm. A long
1: summer, not by a long shot. <laughs> <laughs> I say my best, Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> was I do? Did I do?
0: God damn it! That's my. That's my. I was worse than right. <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, anyway, I'm I'm your host, Henry Gilbert. H E N E R E Y G <laughs> on Twitter. That's my name. Uh, Hey, it's okay. Chris DeFerrentista, our usual co-host.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and uh, instead of Brett Elston, who's not here, we have got... Robert uh, Kirkman. <laughs> I mean Dave what? Redden. Oh. oh, gasp! Robert Kirkman. Oh. So recently at work, I saw someone who was watching He was watching a Comic-Con panel, but I mm-hmm. couldn't tell at first what it was. And then I saw Robert Kirkman, and mm-hmm. I said, wait a minute, what's his panel? Mm. He's, he said, oh, for the Walking Dead TV show, I was like, blech! Why would you watch that shit? Like, why would you watch a thing about them talking about making that show, let alone the show? I
1: can't confirm that the show is shit. I, I know I, I heard season three was better. I heard there's, there are a lot of things that are better, better, and there are a lot of people who enjoy it immensely. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, I think those are people who have never read the comic or played. I think any, the, any of the
1: background in the comic, our backgrounds in the comic, keep us prevent us from mm-hmm. enjoying the show. Well, also
0: from the outside, it annoys me when I see like that they keep firing the executive mm-hmm. producer mm-hmm. just when the show's starting to get a feel like. Oh, when you know enough behind the scenes stuff, you know, like the exec producer, mm-hmm. the showrunner matters yes. a lot.
3: Yeah, but also like nobody should be. No, nobody should tolerate the way that, like, uh, Lori was acting on the show. So mm-hmm. She was so, like, schizophrenic and not acting like her her character in the comic was already strong yeah. and mm. was it was just, impactful. Just when. in
0: general, yeah. In the comics, I feel like there's an internal logic to everything. And there's there's actually a lot of – I love those scenes. In the comics, there's a lot of scenes of just, like – People talking out stuff. They say like, "Well, yep. if we do this, then you have to do that, <laughs> and then this will happen." We need to collect all think, the guns. Yeah, let's think carefully about this. Do we have enough gas? We should. Or they'll say things like, "Well, we have to stop here at night because of the drive. We're not going to get back there in time anyway, and I don't want to be on the roads."
2: Like they'd have they'd
0: have a reasoning. You know why they did stuff. But on the show, like it just seemed like people just did stuff for no fucking reason.
3: Yeah, right? I mean I can understand that because so much of the conversation in the comic is. Let's get these guns. <laughs> Be sure not to fire any of these guns because the zombies will hear you. Like, they like literally are stating. There's so for much things. planning. Yeah. They
0: do, and they talk it out. They're planning. And you so can't do much. that in a TV show. I suppose not. But that was my, of the first season, that was my favorite episode hmm. that felt the most like Walking Dead was when. The first episode. Well, oh, no. Well, okay. Yes, the first episode. But also in the fourth episode, hmm. when they find Merle's cut off hand hmm. and they're following his trail of blood. Like, that seemed like... And it was also written... That episode was written by Kirkman. But that scene seemed totally out of the I, I comics, where they're the, just like, here's the trail of blood. Here's where he cauterized the wound. He probably went through that door.
1: But, but I, I think... I don't know if we're going over well-traded ground. I, I just love the Cholo nursing home episode. Yeah. Totally mm. exclusive to the show. Never mm-hmm. in the comics. And well, it was yeah, perfect they, for The Walking Dead. Well,
0: and not naming names, but they sometimes kill people who... Mm-hmm. Live for a long time in the comics, and and let people live who die very early in the comics. And the and it's surprisingly of, like of
3: Daryl. Everybody loves Daryl. Everybody Darryl loves doesn't exist Darryl. in the comics. That's so why yeah. they made him the star of that crummy Activision game. God.
0: Yeah, with plays Daryl as his and his racist brother. Yeah. <laughs> Have you always wished you that the main characters in your uh, video <laughs> games were explicitly racist?
1: <laughs> in a time of zombies, is there still room in your heart to be racist? Merle yeah.
0: proved he was still very racist in the time <laughs> yeah. of zombies in his one episode I saw. Okay,
3: I know he but, came back. But then, like, there's got to be black zombies.
1: Are they worse than regular zombies? <laughs> you
3: know what? Merle is racist after the zombie apocalypse the way that Mel Gibson was still racist when he was yelling at his wife on those phone calls. Like, That's right. His thing is his he, he thinks his wife is being unfaithful, but... He, he's. You're <laughs> he unfaithful. N word. N word. Like you want to get raped by a pack of n words. Like what?
0: The, you're like your, your
3: racism is really coming my out. My favorite weird way. bit on
0: that is when he's like, "We had a hot tub date, and you were supposed to give me oral sex, and you didn't. You now fucking blow me."
1: Like, <laughs> <So> I <I'd laughs> say I've never blown up like it's been a long time, but. I do believe I've blown
0: up He should have known There there were bits on that recorded thing too Where like He seems to know he's being recorded Almost for a second Or he's like If she could be recording me Eh, fuck it And then he just says whatever he wants
1: do, Whatever he's feeling Oh, comics but We've, uh, yeah <laughs>
0: Sorry That wasn't politics though Well, that was That talk about Mel Gibson was just a You can hear way more of that mm-hmm. in uh, What was that episode? nuts. The, uh of Laser Time Look it up. Uh,
1: Psychronauts. Man, that was confusing. Cycro say- It's a long way to go for That's a That's a weird name, I gotta say. Well, yeah. we were talking about... Uh, Doug TenApple. Yes, creator of Earthworm Jim and Psychro with the host of Retronauts. Mm. Ah. You, can you think of a better title for that show? Uh, celebrities who say things we don't agree with but still want to like. Uh,
0: let's see. Uh, cele- Moral
1: ambiguity. would have to have some terrible fucking name. So, what about uh, celebrities? Topic. They're just like us. Yes. In, like, <laughs> I stand by Psychonauts. <laughs>
0: Fine. All right, comic books. We should really get into it because I have so many notes. Yay. Look, like, don't look closely at them, but let me just show you the... My co-host, just mm-hmm. how many notes I have. Look at that, huh? Wow, Those notes. You should you should put at that, that on
3: Lizard Times Tumblr. Yeah, what have a, Tumblr. a Tumblr. Yeah, just when they're Brett not... has a
0: pretty cool Tumblr. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he does have. What did I read this week, guys? Well, mm-hmm. I'll tell you. Uh, first off, I got the, uh, the first collection of Superior Spider-Man team-up. Though, for mm-hmm. those uh, out there counting, it's actually the last issues of Avenging Spider-Man, where Superior took over. Like, Superior Spider Man mm-hmm. is the star of it, but it was still called Avenging Spider Man. Yeah. Or, uh, uh, yeah, it was called Avenging Spider Man.
1: Oh, and that converted into. Now it up. has
0: converted okay. into Superior Spider Man oh. Team Up, where I almost bought the issue that came out today because it is the two-part crossover. I read it. The, the
1: Scarlet Spider one? Yes. I know, it looks so cool. Like, it is uh, pretty cool. I'm just not caught up on the Scarlet Spider drama because he has his own issue. As yeah, well, yeah, he's right? had
0: his own series for a couple of years now.
1: Well, for like, yeah, I mean, what? Since Spider Island. Since Spider Island, okay. Yep. In this the wake of it, it Spider said, Island like, he got his own book. Spoil this isn't a spoiler. But uh like catch the rest in Scarlet Spider number twenty. Yeah, yeah, but
0: I mean, you know, Superior like, is the star of it. I wonder it's over for me. Does Kane figure out he's Doc Ock? Mm-mm. Does he know he's not Peter?
1: Uh No, no, hmm. no, that does not happen. Because there there is no more. It's interesting he brings up, I don't know if it's too fill in the audience, that there is no more Peter because if you've been following Superior Spider Man, he does something very un- uncharacteristic of Doc Ock Spider Man. Hmm. And kind of completely forgets his place. Huh. Given his history with.
0: Well, I know that. Uh, well, that's something they actually like have to. It's something that had been basically erased from continuity for a while is mm-hmm. that Kane murdered a Doc Ock. Like, that was a thing. Like, he killed him.
1: It is no longer erased from continuity.
0: Well, it did kind of have to be ignored for a long time because it's like. Number one, they don't want to talk about the Clone Saga. Mm-hmm. Number two, they would like to ignore that they kill that they killed Doc Ock for really just lame reasons, mm-hmm. just for shock value. And then they then they have to talk about that they brought him back to life <laughs> by the Hand ninjas. So you think the Hand ninjas at some point would be like, "Hey, we brought you back to life. You work for us now, asshole." Yeah. Like none of those things happen. So the when you even start to say Doc Ock died once before, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it all. Just all the can of worms is open. But so the first issues of Avenging Spider-Man uh, with Superior in the lead were really cool because it was basically just like, while well, in the main Superior books, it was setting up the status quo of being Superior Spider-Man. Yes. In, the, in the team-up books, it was just like, Spider-Man meets the X-Men. What does Doc Ock think of them? Spider-Man meets hmm. Thor. What does he think of Thor? And like, hmm. what he thinks of Thor is like, this guy's a buffoon who sh- should listen to me because I'm smarter than him. I don't even think he's a god. Like well, it was cool to see that kind of internal dialogue from. I, I
1: forgot. I reread the first uh, Spider-Man Superior team up. Uh-huh. Um, what, just, uh Um. Well, oh, with the X-Men. it was with the Avengers? Mean v-
0: okay, no, I haven't read that yet.
1: So. Uh, it was just this awesome moment of like restraining Superior Spider-Man, and Hulk goes, "Dude, I just felt a move." <laughs> Wow! Like, well, you just Hulk just felt you move as he's trying to restrain you. I like that. Yeah, it was a really cool line. Like, hmm. I, I don't know. I, 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 yeah, didn't think I'd enjoy it that much. But that series looks really cool. And what you're saying, I want to go. I'm probably going to end up reading that tonight instead of editing the show.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. So also, it came out today that I wanted to read. It was the first issue of Infinity, uh, the new the I big the preview crossover. Mm-hmm. My problem with I, I did read the first three pages of it mm-hmm. that they have the preview on mm-hmm. the site. And it's like, I don't know if you should read it if you didn't read the first new Avengers storyline that really? Hickman wrote. Because, like, it starts with a scene from that new Avengers storyline, like, where, where Black Panther blows up a planet.
1: And you mentioned that last week. That's the first error I've ever had with Comixology, where, like, I bought it. You've already bought
3: this. No, I haven't. I, I can't get it. Oh, uh, that's I cannot nice. get the collection. Wait, this is a Marvel series called. Called Infinity. Simply, yeah. It's it's
0: funny. It's coming out
3: basically the same week as Disney Infinity. Yeah, that's, video that's game. some cross marketing that's yeah, not working. That. It's butting heads with the. Uh, but yeah, this actually remind at
1: some point. Let me talk about D twenty three.
0: This but, one's all all right. We will we will. But the, the, but this one's all about Thanos. But mm-hmm. uh, so the only other two other things I read that I did want to talk about uh, because people had asked. Uh, this was the question of the week last time, or a couple times ago. Like people were giving me DC suggestions. And uh, so mm-hmm. I went with Batwoman and Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like them, but. <gasps> and here's the buts.
3: You like them butts. Can
0: I you like, say it one more time? <laughs> I like damn butts.
3: <laughs> damn it. I, I didn't know.
0: <laughs> here's, and these are why I didn't read them in the first place. Is that uh, So I started with the pre-New 52 Batman, mm-hmm. Batwoman. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's where it really starts. The collection called Elegy. But uh, though really, Batwoman's story starts in in the fifty two mm-hmm. mega series. But uh, so I start with elegy. It's written by Greg Rooker. Mm-hmm. and my prop... I think Uh-oh. I I like sixty percent of what Greg Rooker writes. I think he's a very I think he's a really good uh like crime writer. Writing mm-hmm. <clears throat> <clears throat> the mic, buddy, and uh, and he gels well with the Bat universe. But but that guy i just hate that he's such a lesbian fanboy like he's so he just is so into lesbians And he's like uh, and i feel like he's it's just something that he's into like he has to make every all these characters lesbians Mm -hmm. and then he get and then people applaud him for being like uh like oh aren't you so progressive and all that having these lesbian main characters i'm like no he puts a lesbian main character in everything it's it's a trope of his that he always does, like, and so, and it's also like if they want to, I, I would feel there's something that just rubs me the wrong way of like a, I've I never met Greg Rucka, mm-hmm. but I'm 99% sure he's a straight writer. So a straight male writer writing an idealized, what well, not idealized, but him writing the lesbian main character, like mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I'd rather, I'd rather a real lesbian was writing it, but. Uh... <laughs>
1: I would go imagine a lesbian, a lesbian, <laughs> so, interested in
0: comic It's books. just like I, I thought he dealt with it okay, and uh, like I, it's just I've been with Rooka this long, like I read him on mm. this one Batman book, then he made this character a lesbian, then I read him on Gotham Central, one of my favorite books ever, mm-hmm. and uh, but his storyline where he made Renee Montoya well, make, where he outed Renee Montoya as a mm-hmm. lesbian, like. I just didn't think that was cool either. Or, I mean, it was an okay story, but it went on way too long. It was was easily one or two issues too long, that storyline. And so it was just, I don't know, to to see him again, like him doing another story with a lesbian main character, like it feels old to me now. I feel like he's really treading water. Mm -hmm. And so, but I think... I think Kathy... Uh, well, no, that's not... You no, know, Kathy's her, the the main character. Sure. There, Batwoman. I have not read Batwoman. Uh, she's, I like her. She's cool. Batgirl is where I'm at. Uh, I like J.H. Williams III. is one of my favorite artists mm-hmm. working right now, so I really love that. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to this, uh, I believe in the second or third volume, Rooka leaves mm-hmm. and J.H. Uh, and Williams takes over the writing. So... Uh, I think it'll work better. J.H. Williams like, is such a great artist. like. So when he's calling the shots on mm-hmm. his own drawings, I think it'll probably improve. So, and then I had a similar issue with Wonder Woman. Which, what's uh, is Brian Azzarello is mm-hmm. a writer. And uh, his style is to write these... His dialogue is just like so... It's too clever. Like are, someone are you w- Bendising him? Uh, no, Bendis is... Well, that, the, Bendis' thing is, it's like word vomit with Bendis. He just mm. throws hu- thousands of words at you. Mm. Well, meanwhile, every character, every person who exists in an Azzarella universe mm-hmm. is prone to wordplay. And saying things, like, if you ask for an answer, like, this was one of my favorite bits of wordplay in 100 Bullets, and I think it works well in 100 Bullets because it's supposed to be crime fiction mm-hmm. noir. and like, The fast-talking dames. Crime speak, you know? This see? woman... This woman says to him like uh, says to the this guy's like hey you gonna this guy who was just out of the hospital says you want <clears throat> to you know go out on a date now I'm out and she's like well you still all man and uh, then he pulls down his pants and she says 10 and then he's like what she's like that's the time when I get off but um like see that's the <laughs> it's it's Clever wordplay, <laughs> but he can't scale it back. Like he wrote, he wrote a uh, he wrote a Superman mm-hmm. twelve issue storyline with Jim Lee as the artist, mm-hmm. and Superman fucking talked like that. Like Superman uh, talks very plainly, like talk very Sorkin-y? Yeah, mm. it was it was very Sorkin-y. It was mm-hmm. just like how every Sorkin character talks like a Sorkin character. It's fine. Uh, well, when he creates them, I think it's better. <laughs> like, but. But if Sorkin took over <clears throat> Superman and and he started Weird. just talking Sorkin-y all the time, what it's like that with that. and to a certain degree, it's like that in Wonder Woman. Like, I'm an alien. It's what I
3: do. <laughs> Can I bitch about newsroom for just one second?
0: You know I'm smarter than you, right? <laughs> Please. It's just this close, this close no, no, no. to, no, no.
3: to a snuff
1: a, film. You see, you see what this is? And what is it? You're this. This is how close you are. <laughs> That Um, Sorkin, what mm -hmm. day? What? What do you? Uh, Well, there it is.
3: There was a
0: a recent. There there was a recent. (laughs) (laughs) What? No, that's his. That's the same. Haven't you watched the most recent Sorkin supercut? The guy had five moments in it of people on all his different shows saying, "There it is." There it is. That does happen. Someone watching the president going like, There
3: "Ah, "There it is." There it
4: is.
0: All right, yeah, I want to hear about Newsroom. There's Will McAvoy. There I fucking hate newsrooms. I love it. So,
3: the, uh, not the most recent, but, like, the second most recent. There was mm-hmm. one episode where they showed what happened with, um, like, the, the female uh, second-tier love interest, the uh, younger one. The uh,
1: one with no eyebrows?
3: Yeah. Um, so, she went to Africa, and then she came back, and she had cut all, all her hair. And it was because... She was um, interacting with, uh, like, this African orphan boy, and then he got killed. Mm-hmm. But he loved her hair, so she cut all her hair off. And I was like, they ripped that off of an anime from, like, the mid-90s. Probably, I doubt um, it, but it's like the same story was done really? way better in an anime called Vandred
1: huh. that I
3: watched in the Vandred. 90s. Yeah, where would you? Damn, I don't know that yeah. one. So, I've never heard so, of it. So, um, I forget exactly uh, the exact thing about it but Mm -hmm. there was a this one character who like they visited a planet and this girl was building a doll out of like one of the people on the ship because she idolized him and then that the everyone on the planet got slaughtered Mm -hmm. and he got the doll but they she hadn't finished the hair Mm -hmm. so he was he was bald so he shaved off his head so he would look like the doll that she left and I was like, oh, that's so sweet. And then then Newsroom did it. I'm like, this is terrible. It's- well,
0: I, man, Newsroom did a thing I hated I read about it in the A.V. Club. Uh, I haven't watched the episode, I'll be honest. But I read the synopsis on the A.V. Club and then the Romney, the Romney, oh, Romney yeah.
1: campaign people's response. But maybe you want to start watching it again. I
0: thought those Romney people were right. So this, the plot line on the episode mm-hmm. was that someone from the newsroom was on the Romney campaign yeah. bus. And that he was asking questions that were too tough for the Romneys, and they were ignoring his questions. and then eventually they kicked him off the bus. And I was like, "No, they, all right, this is too far for the newsroom. This isn't, this isn't Rit Momney or some made-up cipher <laughs> like that they would do on, that they would do on Sports Night or on, yeah.
1: on the West Wing." This is the Mitt Romney Sports campaign. They threw Michael Jordan under the bus.
3: What? <laughs> they, <laughs> yeah, they did. There was that episode with the cologne. They did. They, they threw Michael Jordan under the bus, right. and he he they, only can promote his cologne on Sports Night. Yeah, he doesn't want to talk about the Bulls or his. Uh... But
0: yeah, but my my point is that like the newsroom is very specifically set in our universe. Like yeah. they take old news and pretend and say it's happening in the moment of that show. Mm-hmm. But the Romney campaign never kicked any yeah. reporter off their bus. They had probably they probably had way more antagonistic reporters as part of their press corps mm-hmm. than the the some asshole from Newsroom who's in love with a dumb Man. woman that could of hates women.
1: Bet they did not.
0: But oh, uh, and- like that crosses the line for me. For them to say like, oh yeah, Mitt Romney would have kicked that guy off the bus for asking tough questions. Like, but he never did. Like, you can't mm-hmm. prove like. That's close to libel. I, I, agree, I
1: agree with your point that the staffers have a right to complain. But yeah. just, I didn't even mean to bring up the Michael Jordan thing <laughs> in that context. But they did. He is the king of – he was the king of sports. And they totally threw him under the bus for a fictional reason mm-hmm. in a way that I didn't consider Michael Jordan any less. Yeah, it, but, they, were, they were proving a point about their show and who they were, mm-hmm. not about how bad, Michael, how bad a person no, but Michael this Jordan is like- was
3: sorkin has to be like he had they have the like the hindsight of this sh- on this show like oh we're getting every story right and then yeah and also like mitt romney is so wrong that he's kicking this guy like no because this didn't happen and now you're retroactively making him look even worse look, I'm, I, I'm not i'm not a republican love, by a long shot but i think that is so dumb It's very unfair
1: to Romney. leftist revisionist history All Right
3: is wonderful. Well, yeah,
0: during the Bush administration, everybody loved that well, they could just live for one hour a week. They could live in the fake universe of the West Wing where a Democrat got elected instead.
1: Like, they, yeah. We are way
3: off. All right, promise. and I'll, I'll say one last thing about uh, Sorkin writing women. This is the only place where you can really talk about Sorkin at length, which is mm-hmm. weird. <laughs> but uh, the the... So the guy gets kicked off the Romney campaign sure. along with, like, one of the female reporters. Mm-hmm. And at the very end, right before he leaves to go back to the newsroom, mm-hmm. he hooks up with her and she says, it's okay, I'll be your rebound. Because he's, yeah. he's getting over the girl that went to Africa. Or like, or and whatever. she
0: was happy to be his rebound. She yeah, accepted and
3: like, it. And I'm like, no, that is something that... A gym? woman, like a self-respecting woman, wouldn't say to someone. Before, Jim or like, Don? I'm so confused. Jim
0: Sorkin okay. doesn't get women. I don't think. I don't think he. He well, either exactly, writes them. They're exactly like men. Well, yeah, his regard. best female parts that I can think of, like, are just men. They're just yeah. a dude. Like, um, the uh, the blonde from Sports Night. Yeah, she was good. She was totally a dude. Mm-hmm. Like, and then. Uh, and what's her face? Uh, the, the God, I love that actress on West Wing. Allison Janney? Yeah, Allison Janney. Oh, yeah, huh? great. She, was a, she was also a dude. Like, she was more manly than Rob Lowe on that show. Sometimes, but she was, also,
1: she was, she was Liz Lemony and Awkward. Yeah. Because that's a yeah. trade-off you get when you have to write them like a man.
0: Yeah, but, uh, and speaking of Sorkin, have you seen the, the, seen the reviews of Jobs? Not good. Not a lot of people that's enjoy not Jobs. His, though. Metacritic's low on that's it. That's not Sorkin's.
1: He wrote it. Didn't no, he? he's writing another.
0: Wait, I no, I thought the Ashton Kutcher one was his. No, I don't think
1: so. <clears throat> All right, guys, <laughs> if so,
0: I'm right so. on this one, tell Chris on Twitter he's wrong. Okay,
1: I'm willing to be wrong. All you. right. Did you? But more importantly to stay away from comics. Did you see <laughs> Ashton Kutcher's speech on the Teen Choice Awards? No,
0: I heard about well, what did it. It was pretty beautiful. He talked about his real name and...
1: Well, God, not to paraphrase it, but he's like, uh, I feel like I'm living a lie. Uh, my real name isn't Ashton. My real name is Chris. I changed my name to Ashton when I became an actor. Chris Kutcher. So let me tell you a couple things I learned when I was Chris. Wow. And, and then... You should really look it that up. It's, cool. it's, 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 it was really cool. And it was very like Steve Jobs. Did he give
3: an impassioned speech at the Kids' Choice Awards? The Teen Choice word: well, Teen well, Choice. You, Sorry. You can,
1: say, you, can say, you can say it's at a place, but it's exactly the people who d- needed to hear it the most. Yeah. And, and what he says is, is super cool. I've never had more respect or any respect for acting <laughs> butcher. And it was fucking great. Great for him. He's
0: he's a good. I've seen him in stuff where like, he's, he's <clears throat> good. He <clears throat> just doesn't get put in good things.
1: He's not a great actor. Yeah. Well, I said I use the word good. That doesn't help. It doesn't uh, help him.
0: though you. I saw the trailer for Jobs. I saw a couple trailers for Jobs, and they they really make Wozniak look like the biggest fattest dork in <laughs> the world. Like, Wozniak was half of Apple. Like, and he and arguably he did the grunt work while jobs was the face like of of early apple but
1: who's he played by the guy who played uh, warm tongue in harry potter
0: (laughs) no i I think it's uh i think it's the fat guy from uh the book of more no not really all
1: right comic books sorry d23 what oh d23 well i i just was surprised by the comic presence there
0: well there was a comic book present well i mean there was the Captain America, there was Captain America footage, mm-hmm. I know that, the Winter Soldier.
1: It was, it was crazy, uh, it was a crazy dream of mine to go to mm-hmm. D23 someday, let alone for work, where we were um, showing DuckTales Remastered, where uh-huh. it's like, kind of the best possible audience out this week, people. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Steam, PS3, and Wii U, Xbox 360, coming 9-11, never forget, <laughs> uh... Uh, (laughs) 12th
0: anniversary (laughs) who
1: did I mean never forget for DuckTales or 9-11
0: you be the judge so what is D23 is a fan I think
1: started out as a super super intense Disney nerd kind of thing like Mm -hmm. I remember I'd see footage of it like we've reanimated Figment from the original Epcot ride like (laughs) yay here is Karl Bark's last surviving relatives like yay like super. Well, I saw a clip
0: once of just like here's here's a medle- medley mm-hmm. of Disney songs, and here's the princesses who sang them from the nineties. Yeah, movies. yeah,
1: and, and like I think Tom Hiddleston came out yeah at some point to uh, uh, I promote saw that. something and just sang Bare Necessities." Yeah, is that is that online? I saw that one. So you should yeah. totally close up the segment with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, he came and did that, and then slowly Disney has acquired everything. Yeah, they own every. <laughs> they they own, own everything. I'd say they own a fifth of everything though. Well, it just it's pretty bizarre. Like I was already big into Disney and big into these other things. I do play down my love of Star Wars just because I hate that the internet knows I'll pay attention to it. I hate mm-hmm. that George Lucas knew I would pay attention to it. But it's still very much there. I see a Darth Vader helmet. Something inside me turns a little, like rotates just slightly. And yeah. and, and uh, seeing a convention for Disney, hardcore Disney shit. Uh, fucking Muppets, Marvel, and Star Wars. Yeah. All owned by the same company. All doing very well by them. Mm-hmm. They treat, uh, they've been treating all those with, properties with exception, right. Because like, what sucked is, man, the work in the booth made me really appreciate like E3 for some reason. Hey, can I get a water? Ah, the water's not for you. <laughs> can I get a break? No. Bathroom? No. Uh, like, I walk away for a second. Never. We didn't lock the cabinet with a code in it. Huh. This is great. Uh... <laughs> Oh, a bunch of angry people are lined up for Infinity Toys in front of our booth, and can't see. it. Whatever it was, uh, but like that, the professional side was kind of fiasco. And then, but I'd only get to like in detail. Oh, Ducktales! Yeah, come check it out. Um, Where did you just come from? Marvel panel. Tell me everything. Tell me everything. <laughs> and they would, and I would hear everything, and I would uh, like he, The the funniest part was the amount of booze. Star Wars. <sighs> We're not gonna talk about it. Because like it wasn't just that we're not going to talk about Star it's Wars. Two they, years away. It's not that it's so. What if it's two years away? A ton of that stuff is two years away. They lit the stage and had a the the theme played, well, all right. and and then like nothing, nothing. And, you know um, what
3: they do need to debut ahead of time is like the fanfare that's going to lead into the crawl. <laughs>
1: hey, John Williams the- is back.
3: Well, no, but it's not going to be the like the 20th Century Fox. Like, uh-huh, you expect that to precede the the fanfare. Now it's, it'll just be dun. just. You know what? Everyone knows how it's going to sound, da, dun, dun, but people need to like see it and process it because they have to react to that. Because that's when people are gonna. wait at the midnight premiere, that's yeah. when they're gonna go mm-hmm. crazy. I mean, the Disney it. fanfare is good. Like, yeah, but nice they fanfare. they need to hear it. I feel like. I well, so. I mean, <laughs> I've
0: heard the Disney fanfare my whole life. Like it'll, it'll just be doing weird nostalgia math now of like that plus that, yeah. minus that. But I mean, once once you just start like you just have a fanfare, four seconds of quiet. <laughs> <laughs> so you. <aren't laughs> so <bad. laughs> well, did you see the uh, while you were there? Did you see the teases for Orange Harvest? What.
1: Orange Harvest. Yeah, what the fuck is didn't that? You see that? I saw pictures of it. Is it was a different
0: Star Wars. There were... Uh, all right, so, as every true Star Blue Wars Har- fan Har- knows, yes. uh, when they were filming Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. they pretended it was the film Blue Harvest, no. horror beyond imagination mm-hmm. was the tagline, just so they wouldn't get bugged while they were filming Return of the Jedi.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, at D23, unmarked and not talked about, like there was these, uh, these boxes, these crates that said Orange Harvest on them. And one of the crates had, like, 3PO's legs sticking out of it. Mm-hmm. Another had a hole in it with uh, of uh, R2-D2, the show that he got out of it. And another had bantha blue Bantha milk stains on it. <laughs> but the important part that it said was it mentioned... it I forget what exactly it said, but it referenced Imagineers. Like, mm-hmm. they were very clear that this involves huh. the parks. Something involving the parks in Star Wars is a happening
1: well uh, supposedly a billion dollar renovation of former MGM Hollywood ah. studios will like totally become
0: Star Wars land
1: uh, or, or, and there's even talk and this this really bugs me and, I, and the only reason land? I don't believe it is because at D23 I, I'd never really seen anything like this before there's like a giant blue curtain ceiling to floor in a giant arena covering up an entire area that you ah. can walk around 360 degrees so like clearly something is being revealed. Whatever could it be? Star Wars. Everybody thought Star Wars and it mm-hmm. and it wasn't revealed for 2 days. So attendees were walking around wow. a guarded blue uh, blue curtain wow. in the middle of the show floor.
3: Did someone not like dash under it?
1: There were there were 6 to 7 security guards on every like every corner. No, you you would not get anywhere near it and it was just there. It's the middle of the show floor and it turned out to like, not this is a, a Turned out to be uh, Tomorrowland. Uh-huh. oh, the Brad Bird film. It is, and I heard that panel was fucking stupid because uh, they
0: couldn't talk much about it. I there's guess. nothing
1: to talk about, and what they did is they. Well, then you got fucking Lindelof there. Well, they winkingly talked about what's essentially a viral Lindelof marketing campaign. Boo. Yeah, and then they like, and then we found it. You know, like we found this box. Here's a picture of Amelia Earhart, Boy. and they're basically describing. I had time
0: for that six years ago. I ain't got time for that no more uh, more. uh,
1: That's what leads me to believe the the rumor is is that Tomorrowland will become Star Wars. Because in Disneyland, that's where Star Wars is. In Tomorrowland. And Tomorrowland has struggled since its existence. Hmm. If I may for a second, (laughs) Uh, it was the most expensive, most uh, dreamlike portion of the park when Disneyland opened. It was not completed. And the only way it was able to be completed is by selling out to sponsors, which Disney said he never wanted to do. It. <laughs> right. It's all Epcot is. If you go into Epcot and it's like sponsored by Exxon... Well, yeah, Tomorrowland's
0: got Exxon on electric cars. Yeah, and the, the Carousel
1: shit. of Progress is routinely bought out by whoever's selling something. And mm. so this land that's supposed to be, hey, kids, the future, come ride on spaceships <laughs> and crazy things is now the sponsor showcase.
0: I remember Tomorrowland was my favorite at the Magic Kingdom. It's, it's still is one of my
1: favorites. Like Space Mountain is great. I love the design. The design mm-hmm. is very 1950s. I,
0: it's it's probably pretty stupid now, but I liked the alien I, experience I still as a kid. Love, too. I
1: still love it. I still love the TWA. The TWA <laughs> rocket is was like the symbol of Tomorrowland for years. Mm-hmm. An airline building. This is what a rocket will look like in the 1980s.
0: Well, I guess it makes sense that Star Wars would take it over, but if they're making mm-hmm. a film called Tomorrowland, mm-hmm. what the, that's not the right time. Exactly. So I don't
1: think they kill Tomorrowland.
0: So it will just be MGM becomes Star Wars.
1: Uh, I think a good portion of it will. The same way I think you're going to lose a lot of Animal Kingdom to the Avatar Park.
0: Which is Oof. so dumb. <laughs> and well, also I heard at D23 mm-hmm. that uh, so they had this thing of like they said hey ask X person at the park for a mm-hmm. surprise and they'll give you something. And so when people did this they were given this poster mm-hmm. that uh, that's that was Something Marvel related mm-hmm. at the parks. It was teasing something Marvel related at the park, but it was this weird, like, like uh, creepy door that mm-hmm. had like the devil on it or something. And hmm. it seemed to imply it, it brought to mind Doctor Strange. I don't know. Go out there, look for it, guys. But
1: it seems I, I, I can't believe how how studious they were. There was the Guardians of the Galaxy footage that premiered there uh, was described to me in great detail, mm-hmm. and it's just been. Adamantly removed the gifts are the. I got to survive. see the leak. I
0: got to. I got to see half of the leaked footage that because uh, mm-hmm. Brett saw it and aimed it to me as fast oh. as he could, mm-hmm. and I watched it, and it was half of the. It was from, and I couldn't tell if it was from D twenty three or Comic Con because it Some was exactly out of Comic Con. What
1: I saw was exactly what the
0: Comic Con footage was described to me as.
1: I went looking for it, and all I found was like, "Oh, here's the Ant Man footage I haven't been able to find for a year." Well, I'm like, what,
0: Chris Pratt looked amazing? Like, his body is... No, ridiculous. His body is ready. And, uh <laughs> And also Batista looked great as Drax. Yeah, that was and, pretty uh, nuts. And then the... Oh, Rocket man, Raccoon. the shot of Rocket Raccoon <laughs> shooting yeah. that machine yeah. gun. Oh,
1: my God. Yeah, that gives me all kinds of giddy. Uh. Yeah, that, right. just, just that that was framed and shot so fucking seriously. Like, no, no, it really is just a raccoon. It's a raccoon. <laughs> uh, it's not stylized. It's a fucking raccoon. Yeah, I'm really... That made me ten times
0: as excited as I was for it. Like, yeah, I, I just... Have I to. hope there's a real
1: trailer for it
0: with, with Thor. Like, I hope that's mm. when they put out their first trailer. Mm. If it's not with, like... Because it's a 2014 movie. Mm. I mean, they can Otherwise, they'll... Unless they'll package it with some... Like, Thor mm-hmm. uh, is November. I can't early. see them waiting to put out the trailer with Cap Winter mm-hmm. Soldier but in, in early 2014.
1: Yeah, and they have said there's no more Iron Man.
0: Iron Man's done. Well, yeah, it goes Thor, Cap, Guardians, Avengers, mm-hmm. Ant-Man. That's the order. And that's phase two. Uh, phase three begins with Ant-Man. Oh, okay.
3: Is Thor the first Avengers Tide movie that's not coming out during the summer? I think it may be,
1: yeah. I only meant to to bring that up. Uh, Disney bought all that Marvel shit, lock, stock, and barrel. Uh, Disney is so afraid to put their own logo in front of it. <laughs> Avengers still runs with the Paramount logo huh. to be, I, even I though think, it's a Disney film. Sadly, sadly, to be taken seriously, hmm. like I, I, seriously, like the, the Paramount has nothing to do with the distribution or production of that film. They were paid off. Wow. It's just to have it taken to not have the Disney logo in front of okay. it.
3: Well, can't Disney just invent like a subset of Disney? Well, clearly they like I imagine. Yeah, this, they have
1: Touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> that that fucking crude lightning bolt can come out. <laughs> uh, it, like, I it's clearly an ego thing that you need to put your logo on in the first place, and you decided not to. For the, I thought the pirates the films
0: that kind of elevated the Disney logo a little.
1: I think your stupid Bruckheimer thing with the lightning striking the tree might help yeah. a little bit oh that's true but uh, but it, you can't not associate Pirates of the Caribbean with Disney but whereas Marvel just have it show up with Marvel <laughs> flipping pages mm. Marvel there we know you own it it doesn't matter we know it's a Disney joint mm-hmm. alright well. we need to take
0: a break we have talked for so long oh, half you. of it about comic books oh, but right uh, when we come back, we'll have some news to discuss, Walking Dead perhaps, and your responses to last week's question of the week, and we'll be right back, I'm sand!
1: I mean, the bare necessities of Mother Nature's recipes will bring the bare necessities of life. Howdy-do,
0: everybody, and welcome to the break of uh, this episode of Cape Crisis. I want to thank y'all for listening, as I always do, because I always appreciate it. Your time is money to me, uh, even if this is a free show. I just that you're paying with your time is just uh it's so wonderful. So I, I really appreciate that. But if you wanted to show your appreciation more than just uh, giving us your attention, why there's just so many magical ways you can you can help out the Laser Time Podcast family. On the front page of lasertimepodcast.com on the left side, there's that PayPal button. You click on that. You can give any kind of amount of money you think is right for the website to keep on a turning, to keep the wheels greased. Or if you'd like to buy a t-shirt, that helps us out too. There's a t-shirt store right beneath that PayPal button. Or if you just want to buy some stuff on Amazon and kick back a little money our way, on the right side of the screen, there's all these links to products on Amazon but you don't have to buy the thing on the link just click on that link and buy anything through Amazon and you will be giving us a little bit of money it really helps us out uh, and also if you're listening to this podcast on iTunes I hope you're subscribing and if you're subscribing I also hope that you've given us a review reviews really help our, uh, the standing of the show in the listings like every new five star review it, it really helps so you know it's just it's like Just write five letters. Just say, like, good, or I like thing, and then just give it five stars. It helps so much, so, so much. I I would really appreciate it if you could do that. And now, lastly, it's time for the Hank's Corner pick of the week. What's this week's pick? Well, as I explained on the episode, I just finished the second volume of Saga, and boy is it great. I'm I I am hardly the first person to talk about how good Saga is. It's one of the best-selling comic books around right now. Like the first issue is highly collectible on eBay. It's it's just such a great sci-fi book. Like the characters are so cool, like it the storytelling, the pacing, it's it's just so great. And it's great to see Brian Kavon return to comics in such a powerful fashion. It's it's such a good book. It's definitely worth your time. The second collection is just out now. And if you read that, then you're up to the current issues. Like, issue 12 just came out this week. So, please give that a look. There'll be links to that uh, to buy the copies of it off Amazon. There'll be links to it on the show page for this episode that you'll find on lasertimepodcast.com. There'll be also links to other uh, comics we mentioned during this episode. So, if you're interested in any of them, you can buy them through there. Again, really helps us out. You get cool comics, we get some money. Anyway, enough shilling. Back to the show.
4: Avengers Assemble!
0: Everybody, we're back. We just had to uh, reminisce about Breaking Bad. Uh, uh, I'm at the start of season four. So I think good. it's a. I think you could see it's like a very comic booky storytelling thing too. Like each episode goes to the next. When you say
1: yes, yes, I, uh, it's. I think only that and the Shield have no wasted episodes uh-huh. where everything is every um, every bit of tension from the beginning is mounting the tension in the, the last episode, yeah. the latest. Well, episode. I just
0: get a feeling of like it's same deal with with definitely a similarity I see between Breaking Bad and mm-hmm. The S.H.I.E.L.D. is like the anti-hero main character in both mm-hmm. starts an episode with a seemingly insurmountable problem mm-hmm. then by the end of the episode they
1: will deal with it but they will be in a worse situation than when the episode started after dealing with and it and they'll become a worse person and less yes. likable as a result <laughs> and yeah by <laughs> the way guys it's on S.H.I.E.L.D. Like the S.H.I.E.L.D. you should watch that too Amazon Prime baby Amazon
0: yep. Prime if you got Amazon Prime every episode right there and I've been watching The Wire too. I just finished mm-hmm. season three of the Wire. Which oh, nice. Uh, which could almost work as a last episode for it the show. It
1: could. It very much could.
0: Yeah, but uh anyway, speaking of uh, You're things take taking a member of Asgard people... like that,
1: right? What? You're gonna take it a member of Asgard. I didn't have that didn't happen last episode. No, they
0: uh, well, they that's how they fucking do it on, on most of those shows. I think they're still doing that with like Game of Thrones, but they mm-hmm. did that I I definitely remember them doing that with like Oz and Sopranos, <laughs> like you have the big kill, an episode or two yeah. before the finale. Then yeah. you deal with the fallout in the finale.
1: Yeah, so. Ralphie's killed in The Sopranos, and like the well, they killed of Ralphie 13th.
0: way early. Like, it was, like they... the tenth of. Th- and then, and then, but, um, oh no, it no it I does. was thinking. Okay, Richie Aprile. They yeah, killed him killed in episode in eight. Episode. Like they had
1: like four more episodes. No, since... he was killed in the last episode of the season.
0: What Richie Aprile? Okay, Richie, wait. April. Okay, yeah. wait. Richie Aprile. Oh wait, he was the one who slapped uh, Ralphie. Janice. Yeah. Wait, who's who slapped Janice? Uh, Richie. Richie, okay, Ralphie, Ralphie Ciparetto, strangled. He was strangled, and that was like episode eight or nine. Yeah, and then great. the real, the actual close. You of, eat meat by the truckload, so what? <laughs> well, the big close of the it's season, a season fucking then was horse. <laughs> it was a fucking horse. <laughs> oh God! And then when when Christopher comes over and and. Uh, and Tony has yeah. to pretend like, yeah, I found him dead. And Christopher just looks at his face like, okay, you found him dead. I agree.
1: This is going to be a problem.
0: Yeah. But then the season ends with the big divorce or the, the separation, like, which was a crazy dramatic mm-hmm. episode anyway. Like, mm-hmm. God, that moment, that moment where Tony gets his fist up and he thinks, is this it? Is he going to really punch Carmela?" And then he like Terrible punches wall the wall apart. right next to her. Oh. And he's so like... <laughs> Oh, God,
3: it's James Gandolfini,
1: just his anger. Just. I fucking miss that guy. Yeah, he looks, looks like someone who should be angry. Man, you're fucking bald and overweight.
3: <laughs> Did he do the, like, the Eddie Valiant in oh, Roger Rabbit for NES, where he's just, like, hopping? Oh, uh, Dave, I you didn't like get books. to talk about what you read. I want to hear it. Yes, well, quickly. I'll talk about uh, something that I read, not during the first ten minutes of this episode, but at another <laughs> time, uh, the latest issue of The Walking Dead comic, mm-hmm. which... Is actually interesting in that it kind of treads new ground and that it plays off of Mm -hmm. the TV show. Hmm, Really? Yeah. um, Like, not to be too spoilery, but something that happened in um, the last few Mm -hmm. episodes of the TV show, which was a dramatic departure from the comics, is sort of touched upon in the comics Hmm. in a way where it plays off your expectations of what will happen. And I don't want to say anything more about that, but it's an interesting new dynamic, and I kind of liked they did that. Because this is a very long storyline that's playing out with, with Rick and Negan. And uh, the deal with the tiger. Yeah, and it, like that's going to take a while to finish. But mm. I like that they have little interesting new things to play off within that. And I'll I, say no more. Everything. I'll just say this new the, the new issue was very interesting. I really like that, the right?
1: new issue. Uh, I, I can't get the thing Shane said out of my head that... That's why people love The Walking Dead because it doesn't allow you to read in anything. Characters say exactly what exactly <laughs> I what I say. The, what I feel and I do it. But it's what the, the, the characters say exactly what the reader would normally infer. <laughs> and then a, an introduction to a character like Negan. He's the only one who doesn't talk in like completely plain speak of what's happening. I uh, tell you what, this fucking bullshit. I'll probably rub my dick up against it. Like yeah. he, he, like he still has like cold language that makes him like nobody talks like that. This is great.
0: It's true. Mm-hmm.
1: How About that. Uh, it's only again. It's yeah. The Shane with Shane saying that to me like fucking ruining it. Uh, we need to get Shane on this show. Tell him to move back to San Francisco. Fuck L A. Hey, wait. Well, speaking of L A. you mm-hmm. know, me and you will be in L- L.A. Maybe we
0: should see if Shane would want to be on uh, another podcast.
1: Ah, good point. Yeah. Can happen, he guys. likes
0: that stuff. All right, so let's talk a little bit about news. <gasps> Vin Diesel. <laughs> yeah. Vin Diesel says he's going to be involved in a Marvel thing, but he can't say what it is. Some people were first assuming that he was going to be the Vision in Avengers, but now the prevailing rumor is that he's going to be the voice of Groot, the, uh, the tree man. Why, <laughs> why is that a prevailing rumor?
1: He's, he's just like, he's the biggest celebrity Marvel is dealing with. It almost <laughs> irritates me, so he's just like, just tweets, "I've been in Marvel Studios. It was a good conversation." <laughs> and like, what? What? Can you just Marvel say news Studios like that? And then he just, he, <laughs> yes. And then he just puts up on Facebook a picture of Groot, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I don't, I don't think he knows what
0: uh, what like inference or yeah, like, a tease is. Yes, like, and like, unless he's tricking us all. And but it's he not just vision. that.
1: Even like then Marvel, then he he forcibly he removes it. So maybe he's a genius, and it's a it's a huge mislead. He's he's the
0: king of of viral marketing on social media. Me,
1: I almost want to like slap the money out of Marvel's hands. Like, do not pay Vin Diesel to voice Groot. He says three words: "I am Groot." Yes. Do not pay him. Do not make him the biggest celebrity. (laughs) Well, he did
0: a good job voicing the Iron Giant. He
1: did. I don't think it's. I don't. It's not that I don't think it's not perfect, but it's it's going to be like overmodulated and have effects to it. It doesn't matter if it's Vin Diesel, mm-hmm. and does that really make it look better in the press release?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Chris does, anyone, does anyone remember who played the trees in the Lord of the Rings? John, uh, he was doing double duty, yeah, John Rhys Davies. Davies.
1: Oh, really? Well, yeah, just only—it's I, I, notable because Her. he was playing another character in the movie. Yeah, and he—I uh, ba- mean, he the, the yeah, one is
0: one is sleepy <laughs> John Rhys <Reece> Davies, <laughs> and one is angry John Rhys Davies. Yes. Ooh, you don't throw a dwarf. We must take our time.
1: Fat, happy John Reese Davies. <laughs> you can see in the Indiana Jones movies. If I
0: were rich, man. My... <laughs> no, that's no, no. I am the I am the, the, the of the sea. I'm. The... That's the song he's singing, that's... and then he turns around like, oh, bad dates. Oh, that's the a monkey, scene for the movie. The monkey
1: died. The poor, well, oh, that monkey, monkey worked for that for the bad guys, man. No, but it's still a monkey,
0: man. I want a monkey. The monkey, monkey so was bad. a spy. He nice. got what he deserved. <laughs> I like the thing that it's that's what they were thinking. The I like the thing that's what they were thinking when they were writing the film. Like Spielberg goes, we go. Kids are gonna be sad. They kill the monkey. All right, we'll set up that the monkey what works it, for the bad guys. What if the monkey is a dick, Spielberg? <laughs>
1: Spielberg. <laughs>
0: Uh, All right. Other big news. Mm -hmm. Well, so you know, people say that we uh, don't talk about DC enough. So, Mm -hmm. but right now, the Trinity War thing is going on in Justice League, where uh, Superman Mm -hmm. seemed to have killed somebody but didn't. Mm -hmm. But um, now they've revealed that the latest
1: issue of Walking Dead. Yeah. Anyway,
0: Mm -hmm. now they've revealed that it's going to be that it's all leading up to a uh, uh, the first real mega crossover Mm -hmm. of the new Fifty Two called Forever Evil which people thought was just going to be a villain-centric storyline where maybe where the uh, Injustice Society forms for the first time in the new 52 universe, but that's not the case. What really happens is that after the Trinity War, the Justice League have disappeared and are assumed to be dead, and that the Earth... uh, I think they're Earth-3. The Earth-3... Uh, Crime Syndicate of America Comes to our universe (coughs) The evil versions of the Justice League Mm -hmm. And they come to take over Earth And all the villains have to get together To stop them And so The villains become the good guys While Superman is out of uh, Out of commission Really? Superman and all the rest Are out of commission And they apparently And they say like There's gonna be some big Changing moments Like universe changing moments And the whole thing And it's partially what they've been leaning up to this whole time with, uh, with Pandora, you mm-hmm. know, always hanging around in the New 52, all that shit. But, uh, I
1: don't know, I, I'm interested to see what they're going to do with their first big crossover. No, me too, me, me too. and uh, I, I hope Trinity War is collected in some way where I can, mm-hmm. gra- you know it's going to be hard, right?
0: I th- I would hope they do, since it's just contained to the three Justice League books. America, Dark, and regular Justice League. And I'm told I need to check out
1: Dark. Like, Dark was described... pretty good the stuff weekend, about Dark, yeah. I have to check out Justice League Dark. I'll
0: give that a look. But, uh, yeah, me. I, 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 I want it to be good, but I'm also just so soured by, like... That they had to have a Superman murder thing, sort of. Mm-hmm. That also, I saw a funny... It almost seemed to be like DC critiquing themselves in this most recent issue mm-hmm. of Injustice I, I saw online. It's this whole storyline about this guy remembering when Superman was very his his good guy self mm-hmm. before he goes crazy in the Injustice universe. And it's the the guy has these like statements that are that seem to be pointed directly at DC now where they're just like I miss when Superman used to be just a good guy for good guy's sake. Why did he have to become grim and gritty just because the world felt like he should be? Like now he <laughs> just kills. The, yeah. Like
1: it was the world felt like he should be conflicted. To yeah, be interesting. <laughs> I know. Which mm. I just
0: I think that's lame. I was, it was cool to see DC point out that kind of thing. I think I think they are suffering from reader backlash about the uh, about Superman the murderer. But, uh, <laughs> I, well, it
1: it would seem to me like that what I've heard described about that scene in Trinity Wars that it is somehow uh, addressing. People's problems with Man of Steel.
0: Yeah, well, because c- well, the character, they immediately make it clear that Superman did not kill mm-hmm. the guy, that it's mm-hmm. fake. They lead to the reader, not to the world in the comics thinks mm-hmm. he did it, but the reader knows Superman is not a killer. Mm-hmm. I think they. I think it was because of Man of Steel they
1: made it so clear. And even if they're making some underlying issue, no, no that's Warner Brothers Superman. <laughs> this is DC's Superman.
0: Well, and then uh, the other DC, well, so first off, there's uh, a couple other DC news things. Mm. The Arrow is apparently going to get a spinoff TV show that they're working on right now of The Flash. It yeah, I heard, heard talk that. Talk of a new Flash TV show, which his
1: powers really sound too expensive for television. A little bit, a little bit they tried it already
0: yeah it, it was too expensive in 1989 it's too expensive now
1: was, was mark hamill trickster
0: he was and oh. he then also played the trickster on the justice league cartoon man i remember
1: watching that and like is that luke skywalker dude this is embarrassing yes this is really embarrassing <laughs> that's how hard he
0: was to employ
1: back then well, no, like, no no but his, the, him playing that character it was like it was like a jim carrey joker yes but with like without any camera movement or effects, like just dan- <laughs> just dance around and cackle a lot.
0: Wear this dumb outfit and jump around.
1: Yeah, we're gonna show you in one big long take, and it's gonna be really <laughs> awkward for you in the audience. Yes.
0: Uh, but then the other big news is that uh, John Romita Jr., who's one of my fa- like he's worked at Marvel forty years. Mm-hmm. He's one of my favorite artists. I think he's like of my generation. I think he's uh, my favorite Spider-Man artist of the of. Of when I've read the comics. Like, Todd McFarlane's great. Mm-hmm. Eric Larson's great. Mark Bagley. All those guys. But John Romita Jr. is my personal favorite. But he's been under exclusive contracts with Marvel for years now. But it's
1: up. And they haven't renewed huh. it yet. So there are exclusive contracts Marvel holds. Oh, people over do exclusive
0: contracts all the time. Like... They uh, so just don't do not do it with their writers? No, they do it with the writers,
1: too. But like, you eventually uh, earn the right to break free from that or something?
0: Yeah, character? eventually. Well, yeah. If you're... If you're... Like, say, you're Ed Brubaker. Mm-hmm. They sign. Uh, you're somewhat established, mm-hmm. but they but you want to write Captain America. They say, okay, you can. You get to do this major storyline of Captain America, mm-hmm. but you are exclusive to us for five years. That's part mm-hmm. of the deal to get you on Cap. You do that, five years are up, and then they either decide, I want to keep writing with you, or let's re-up this contract for more money or something, or they go, nah, like I'm I've done being exclusive. But usually balks at. I'll do my own thing. But <laughs> so... Uh, Romita's exclusivity DC and Marvel both do exclusive Mm -hmm. contracts But his is up Uh, and he's still working on the Kick-Ass books Which, uh, Mm -hmm. Kick-Ass Volume 3 is still publishing right now Uh, but he's There's talk that he's gonna go to DC Because he doesn't The difference is Marvel won't let him pick his projects Like, he... Uh, someone is doing a project and Marvel <clears> will put him on it and he can ask for some suggestions, but he also doesn't get to write his own stuff. Mm. DC makes it sound like if he goes to them to do a Superman book, he would get to write it. And I think that's a big problem with the quality of D C books is mm. that to get big artists they did this with David Finch, they did this with Francisco Manipal on the one on, who wrote the first Flash. issue.
1: I only read the first issue of Detective Comics.
0: Yeah, Tony Daniel like this is not good. No, it was not good and it was because to keep those big artists, these yeah. big artists are like, well, I want to I want to write my own stuff.
1: All right, did, here you go. Did you we just have, say and, I am the night as Batman in 2012? I know. It
0: was <laughs> it was shitty stuff. The same mm-hmm. the same with David Finch when he wrote Batman. Like these guys need writers. Like so, not all artists do and I think some art if if you're an artist who can also write mm-hmm. like that's the that's some of the best comics there are. There's no middleman bullshit. Like Carl no Barks, Ducktales.
1: That's all I'm saying. And
0: you just draw what you want. You're Amen. the you're the full storyteller. But if you're not ready for that, you shouldn't be given a book just so DC will keep you as an artist.
1: <clears throat> it well, it also feels weird that we really waste our time as a reader. In order to maintain exclusivity I Just to
0: see the nice art Like that was That was the same problem One of the few times Marvel has done it That I can remember was They wanted to keep Todd McFarlane mm-hmm. On Spider-Man And Todd McFarlane was like Well but I, I don't want to be I want to write my own stories So they let him write Spider-Man And it's like Not good Like it was mm-hmm. They, they the, But the They sold more than anything Because his he, he was nobody a hotter artist Than Todd McFarlane Yeah And Then when Todd McFarlane Left to start Spawn Like People bought it for the art, and they said, "These, this is terrible. Like the writing is awful." <laughs> but then Todd McFarlane did one smart thing, which was Spawn was the hottest thing in comics, mm-hmm. and there were a bunch of there were uh, Frank Miller, Alan Moore, Neil Gaiman, and Dave Sim, mm-hmm. all wanted to say "fuck you" to uh, DC and Marvel and the and say and give Image a boost in the uh, a boost in the market. Mm-hmm. So each of them wrote pretty much for no money mm-hmm. an issue of Spawn that that McFarlane would draw. And so like McFarlane for four months straight, Spawn got to have the, like it said, we have the hottest writers in comics, right? We have Frank Frank Miller, Alan Mort, Neil Gaiman, and Dave Sam of wow. all want to write for this. And then once and so I knew that, I just I
1: didn't know it was all in one
0: period. Yeah, that it was four issues in a row. And wow. when it was over, like McFarlane actually learned from like he learned from their scripts and I'm not saying it was great comics but it's caught there was a marked improvement mm-hmm. after that yeah mm. so yeah anyways and there was one last uh, annoying note for me which was uh, I had just finished reading a new, a new collection of FF and mm-hmm. Fantastic Four by Fr- Matt Fraction and now he's leaving the
1: book oh he is he's
0: leaving the book at issue 12 they're gonna follow his outline mm-hmm. till issue 16 but apparently he's working on a new Inhumans book and so he can't do both, and so he's he's leaving Fantastic Four. Uh the only plus for me, probably not for most people, is that Carl Cassell is taking over the writing. And uh he's one of my uh favorite writers of the nineties. He wrote a really good uh, he wrote several really good uh Fantastic Four books. If I say his crowning achievement in Fantastic Four mm-hmm. is that he wrote the first Fantastic Four comic that um um, openly addressed things Judaism. Like, everybody knew Thing was Jewish, <laughs> but Carl Cassell wrote the first comic I can think of where they actually, they literally said, the thing, Benjamin Grimm is Jewish. Oh, I'm definitely gonna tweet about this. <laughs> and then, like, because he, he's fighting uh, in his old street mm-hmm. and they talk about, like, honor and stuff. And then the villain who's also Jewish, like, who just got beat up by the Thing.
1: Tosses out a like, sea of dreidels. Well, no, the, the villain.
0: The villain says to him after he's like beaten and tied up with a lamppost, He says to him like, "Oh, you're Jewish?" And then things like, "Yeah, want to make a thing about it?" And then the guy's like, "Oh no, it's just you didn't look Jewish. <laughs> Don't you see my rock, rockmaka?"
2: <laughs> Thank
1: you, Dave.
0: <laughs> well, that was always the thing. People always said, like Jack Kirby is Jewish, actually. Ninety percent of the heroes you like created before 1970 yeah. were created by Jews. Yes. Like it's almost all. Wait, Jews. even Superman?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shut yeah. up.
0: Batman was the one I didn't, because uh, I Bob Kane is his mm-hmm. name, but he he is Jewish too. Though total pen name. Though yeah, total it was a bro. pen name. Instead of Ben, Ke-
3: Bob Keenanberg <laughs> <laughs> Basically, Janine Garofalo reading off the the kid names and what hot Americans. <laughs> funny scene.
0: I love when they just reveal, like, oh yeah, this is a Jewish kid. This is- Rabbi, Rabbi Jew. Horowitz Herman Herman <laughs> Bergovich. <laughs> but though the co-creator of Batman, Bill Finger, he's a Gentile. So mm-hmm. if you gotta, if you want to find, His name s- is Bill Finger. That's Bill Finger. He he wrote them. Bob Kane is famous for taking for stealing all the credit of Batman, even though Bill Finger co-wrote it and Jerry Robinson drew it. Was a way better artist than Bob Kane and drew most of it, though Bob Kane slapped his name over Jerry Robinson.
1: The lesson there being his surviving relatives had better lawyers. Yes,
0: well, and then well, same with like Stanley Jack Kirby, and like Jack Kirby apparently in his home had a drawing of uh, of uh, the. Uh, of the thing in a rabbinical wear, like uh, watching over a uh, seder, anyway. So that yeah, that that just shows you the thing was always intended to be Jewish. Though so Stan Lee, in some interviews, was like, "I don't know if he's supposed to be Jewish." Though so Stanley is, he always never seemed that now. openly Jewish himself.
1: Uh, yeah. Except for the way he talks and dresses. Hey,
0: I'm Stan... Well, what? It's a patois. I like it. Everyone from New York talks that
1: way. Just... Don't
2: try this at home,
1: kids. That's a rare Stanley joint. Uh, he could be Italian. I need to get more sound effects.
0: <laughs> Stanley Lieber is his real name. Mm-hmm. His name. Ah. Stanley Lieber. His brother, Larry Lieber, co-creator of Iron Man. Oh. All right. But anyway, folks. Uh, question... Fuck! I should have pulled it up
1: beforehand. Oh no! Now Damn we have it! To edit things. <laughs> no, no,
0: no! We're not going to edit things. One of you guys must have read something else, right? Come on.
1: Uh, you didn't uh, even I, say you read. I, I started a Hunger, um, actually. Hunger. Hunger. The one with fucking Galactus on the cover, that looks Ew. like to be the death of the all Ultimate ahead. Universe. Uh, but I was a little drinky and been working <laughs> all. What? I was working all day.
0: Why? Well, actually, I read. I finally finished the second volume of Saga. Oh and, yeah,
1: uh, I'm really it's loving. It's such saga. a good book.
0: Yeah, great. The uh, the only negative I'll say about Saga is that like they take three months off every six issues, and so. It seem that way, but I mean the art is so good. Mm-hmm. Like I totally understand it. Like, but I just don't. I hope they're in it for the long haul. Like it seems to be an epic story, like I, a sixty issues long kind of story. Yes, it
1: just seems like it should have an end at some point. Mm-hmm. And I just see a couple of things, but they keep introducing new, new characters, characters and
0: new characters and new characters. Like, but I like that it uh, it reminds me of why the last man and how mm-hmm. with so many characters, like he can kill people whenever he feels like mm. it, but but also he doesn't kill everybody, and so death, like just because you see somebody dead on a mm. on a cliffhanger page, doesn't necessarily mean they're going to stay dead. All right, I pulled it up, guys. Uh, the question was what Marvel story deserves a fancy animated film on the par of a Flashpoint paradox? Uh,
1: my my choice was the um, riveting arc of Phineas and Ferb Mission Marvel. <laughs> if that could just be made into something. And now they're doing a fucking Phineas and Ferb meets Star Wars. No, I know. I, I, I'm only mentioning that because at, at D23 you walk up to D23 it's this huge convention center and an even bigger lavish display for Phineas and Ferb Mission Marvel. I'm like this is an episode of an already popular show, right? <laughs> well, While it had a a, a six like four-story large virtual shooting gallery that you shot waffles at, I'm like, relax, guys. Wow. This is already a popular show, and you have mm-hmm. Marvel characters in it. You'll do fine.
0: <laughs> All right, the first responder was Phil Ken Seben, who mm-hmm. has one of my favorite signature uh, uh, drawings that I've seen in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> it's the venture brothers as yeah, Hank. Nice. Uh, uh, it's it's hank hank oh, and, and the venture brothers as havoc and cyclops all
1: this fucking travel and <laughs> fucking i'm so behind in the venture brothers it makes me so and there's no adult swim streaming thing well you should it. just
0: just you should just save it so you can just watch it with the other eight episodes it's later for
1: my holy respites
0: a year from now you'll you'll you have a whole year until the next season, like which is a fast Venture Brothers season the only <laughs> way to a fucking year. All right, anyway, Filkin Seven. He says World War Hulk uh, Which I think that it that one is just a bunch of fights really, which <laughs> I I think I like to see a well animated Hulk punching dudes like I'm I am up for hear, that.
1: I think they showed more a D twenty three, they showed more the big six Pixar oh, Marvel movie okay. Which uh, no one seems. Well, to it's be not talking Pixar.
0: It. It's 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 Disney. No, I thought it was
1: it was Pixar. I
0: don't think it's Pixar. I th- well, they got the good dinosaur, and uh, they got the good dinosaur. No, oh, you're right. And they then wanted, they got they the, the one wondered. that's inside that girl, the girl's brain. Yeah. With the well, it's really they're ripping off Herman's head there. I gotta say. Oh
3: yeah, fantastic. <laughs> so you're Lee Smith and um, <laughs> Fat guy. That well, was, you
0: know was, our our heir is Yeardley Smith, um, Phyllis from The Office.
1: Is, mm-hmm. is He's in there. Bill Hader and Amy Poehler
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and Louis Black. He plays anger.
0: Do you see that? Always see that. Always seems like a DreamWorks move to hire Louis Black to be that character. Like I'd, I, we think Pixar would have a deeper cut than
1: it that. does. I just like the casting of Phyllis from The Office, and yeah. her name is Phyllis in real life. I yes. don't even have to say that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, all right, uh, Lucky7 mm-hmm. uh, says uh, Annihilation, which I definitely agree
1: with. Like, I think that's the only way it can happen.
0: Yeah, I think uh, to do something on the scale of Annihilation would be like three Avengers. Yeah. Like the level of destruction and all that warfare that's in that. Uh, and uh, I Am al- I'm Alive OMG says Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe.
1: That would be really cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, that, I, didn't I like wish the that I wish that book was better. Mm-hmm. It was good, but like, yeah. Oh, one of my favorite awkward losers says uh, "Silver Surfer Requiem." I think that would be great. Like Wait, that, the that's the one drawn by Mobius.
3: Oh, oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's not where Silver Surfer goes ass to ass. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, with Terax. Yes! <laughs> and Terax, go ass to ass.
3: Oh man, uh,
0: why is that sexy?
1: Saw a compilation mm-hmm. video of that on the internet.
0: <laughs> oh, Czilla, oh. Zilla seven sixty says cable and Deadpool would be a yeah, fun cartoon.
1: That would be great.
0: And uh, oh, old man Logan says Doctor, Doctor Pepper. Yeah.
2: I like that <laughs> Dr. one. Doctor Pepper. You
0: remember when we read new, uh, new forum yes. names? I, 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 still like the fun of saying a forum name for the <laughs> first uh, uh, oh, and then said,
1: "Does his own cunts."
0: Let's see. Oh, here's a really deep one. Gur Snort says uh, the '90s crossover from the X Men, the Executioner song, where Strife and Cable fight each other, and they introduce the the uh, basically mutant aids, the Legacy <laughs> virus, mutant aids. I mean,
1: uh, that's what a heavy subject matter
0: well they were uh, it was ripped from the headlines there in the early 90s mm. but they obviously they couldn't have real AIDS so they had to create legacy virus the coded AIDS yes. and... did William Shryker deny its
1: existence <laughs> my son is not <laughs> uh,
0: and uh, Mouse Clock says Runaways I definitely agree with that yeah, one Runaways seems the most that could plausible. be a Disney
1: that could be a Disney yeah.
0: XD cartoon get totally. on it Disney
1: come on Disney
0: the kids love it that uh oh, man, yeah. All Is right.
3: Disney XD named that after the emoticon? I think so. I think I
0: actually think so too. I think so. But it's just to say, Come but on man, boys, watch this. This isn't princesses. You're laughing so hard
3: that your eyes are closed. It also
1: took away Toon Disney from me, which I could go to in certain occasions for old Donald Duck cartoons yeah. and DuckTales and Tailspin. <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, Obi sad. Sean Kenobi nice. is uh, my last pick here, and he says the Secret Wars, the original Secret Wars, which I talked up on here. And as I mentioned last week, and you can buy, I'm going to put the link on this week's episode as well. The Kindle edition of it only ten bucks, all really? twelve issues, ten bucks. The Kindle edition, Not bad, totally good. And Not you should bad. buy it through a link on Laser Time Podcast here, here. <laughs> All right. So this week's question of the week: Vin Diesel. What? <laughs> what would you have him play in the Marvel or even DC
1: universe? Like, what role is? Mm. <coughs> it's really meant for Vin Diesel. I, I can answer this. All right. Uh, it, it's going to take twenty years, but it will like it will happen physically. Huh? The Blob. He should totally play <laughs> the Blob. The, like the creatine goes away and everything starts to sag. <laughs> And, and, like, the jowls collapse in around his neck to make the perfect uh, nothing be sublime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought I told you where
2: we were I'll tell
0: you where to <laughs> go. I I drop fast. This is a family.
1: Uh, this is a family. <laughs> I feel
0: like I'm, I forget my Vin Diesel voice. It doesn't head. matter. Just, uh, it always uh, makes you
3: laugh. His uh, head is, like, perpendicular, but, like, Next to the rocks It's
1: yeah. weird <laughs> um, <laughs> so He's like a really tired sliced-alone. Yeah
0: Yeah, If I had to pick one for him uh, I, uh, I'm i gonna go with The DC Universe On this one Sure And Jeez uh, kind of I stranger? think I think Deathstroke He could actually be like hmm. uh, Under the mask He could hmm. be a good Deathstroke Like He's got a rad voice He does Yeah A good threatening Kind of voice Or he could be a black mask Actually I think he could pull that off As hmm. well But those would all hide his face. It's just like, he has the perfect, like, it's like he was made to play a space marine in a movie. And so it's really weird that he hasn't yet. But, uh, like, he was made, his vague ethnicity, his toughness, his his shaved head. He was made for the action films of now, not for superheroes drawn in the 60s. Like,
1: he was supposed to play Vision, like oh no paint him red I don't yeah, care no. paint him
0: red his I, man that, when uh, the vision eventually appears in a movie like mm-hmm. it's gotta be the all white vision it I can't be it can't be the red yellow and green vision it's one of the loudest co- <laughs> I love seeing it in the comics but it's one of it. the most garish costumes ever seen,
1: what's the one thing I have hanging off my 3DS right now <laughs> yeah your Fucking vision I uh, love that design
3: so, shaved head, mm-hmm. semi-modern superhero. I think it's time to once again try Steel. <laughs> uh, oh, I love it. Get away, no rid- of-
0: man. Steel's a black man. I'm not going to listen to this.
1: He's a, he's a genie who grants wishes from yep. a boombox. Mm-hmm. I think I have
3: this correct. <laughs> I think the They'll Steel correct, website me. is still online. Oh, nice. it's like it's one of those like it's like alongside Space Jam as like these Warner Brothers websites that they like just they didn't ah, stop renewing why, the, but, yeah, the can URL. Yeah, we Leave it up.
1: If it sells another Blu-ray, who cares, right? Hey, if
0: in five years from now we make a steel movie, you're gonna wish we kept this URL. <laughs>
1: yeah. Says Henry, the grandfather of the Internet division of Warner Brothers. Eh, I could see them. Yeah. They like told that. me buy dot org, and I said no. <laughs> Failing, Failing that back com. in
0: 1996 I told them uh-uh. the
1: internet. Mm. They said we registered all the AOL keywords and I said not quite.
3: Eventually they're going to have to do Doomsday as a Superman villain mm. in a movie. He mm-hmm. can yeah, do that. I can, I can see yeah. him as a third
0: movie kind of villain. Yeah. yeah.
3: Just stick a bunch of like spikes on him, make him a little like slightly After more Doomsday buff than Doomsday and
0: Brainiac. They kind of have nothing a parasite?
3: Mm. I guess
0: maybe. Man metallo, he'd work. All right, so they got five. They got five good movie villains. When I was
1: rereading, the, I bought all those Superman comics uh, when Man of Steel came out. Like, Metalla was the villain in everything. I am absolutely tired of he's Metalla. He's a good
0: first year I Superman guess so, yes. Villain. He's
1: the most believable. Ah, he's a guy who has a personal relationship with Superman mm-hmm. and was was corrupted by and robotics. But then again, I'd say, like,
0: Electro and Lizard, I never thought of them as movie level. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. those guys can't carry a movie, mm-hmm. but... Technically, they are <laughs> they. They technically can carry a movie in that they starred in a film as the main villain,
1: but only because they when you reboot out. the series, you somehow feel like it'd be a bad idea, even though you're revisiting the exact same character to revisit the villains.
0: Yeah, if it had been if it had been Green Goblin in the first movie again, mm-hmm. I feel like I would have been like I would have gone. Craw- I agree. Further I agree. it's yeah. just
1: it just like when you look at Batman Begins, like nobody. Like, Razal al Ghul in Scarecrow would have been, like, the 17th choice well, down the Well, in list.
0: the comics, Raz al Ghul is... He is a movie-level villain. No, He's no, he not is, movie
1: he, famous. He is righteous, but, like... Yeah. Nobody he was never him. on the Adam West they TV were in the, they show, were in so the, nobody heard <laughs> of him. Like. Well, he was barely on the animated series either, but it was just, like, he's, he's not the first choice, and the only reason they did it is because we have to do somebody that no one's seen before. Mm. I forgot where why we got here. I'm we were just
0: talking about casting in movies. Oh, who would play people? Actually, he could have been a good electro Vin Diesel.
1: Mm. Well, yes, like the, yeah, he could yeah. have.
0: But uh, I mean, I guess they need a little more passion. May, <clears throat> though I wonder if he'd want to play a villain. I like he could be on that. I feel like there's this kind of movie stars who like once they get big enough, they're like, I don't want to be a bad guy, yeah. unless unless you're tanto. Martin Scorsese or
3: Quentin Tarantino <laughs> asking me to be the bad guy. I'm not going to be the bad guy. I don't think Vin Diesel's at that point because he does not have that much outside of the Fast and the Furious movies. That's true. Yeah, but
1: which have no signs of stopping. They, they make
0: five billion dollars mm-hmm. every
1: time. Yeah,
3: but he has to have other work outside.
0: What's just- man? Can, I just could not When I think back of like, uh, like every Tarantino movie, like everybody loves to work with Tarantino. But do you ever think there's one actor who, like, when they hand Never him again. the script, like, I have to say the N word twenty times in this movie, like? <laughs> Seriously, my character has like just think of like fucking um the guy who played Nash Bridges, the dude from Miami Vice,
1: Uh, Don Johnson. Don
0: Johnson as like having to say, "Well, hey, you here for my n-word women? I got
1: the best n-words around. We gotta kill that n-word." Like, like man, I bet Tarantino jumps and it. You have a problem with it? Okay, I'll say it. (laughs) Just look like that I tried (laughs) to say n-word and said it anyway. (laughs) Well, I mean, you were quoting. You I were was quoting, quoting his character. I was quoting. I
0: yeah, God. Uh, Tarantino acting, like, he seemed, mm. in that scene especially, he seems so smug with himself. Like, I wrote Save Edward. I get to say it, and I get to <laughs> yell it at a badass like Samuel Jackson. <laughs> 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 but
1: I love his work in Little Nicky. God. I think he's fantastic in that movie. He fucking, God.
0: That scene, the only time he's good is playing, he plays himself, like in that scene I showed you of him deconstructing Top Gun from that completely forgettable film.
1: Yes, yes, yes. I I know that whole movie sucks. Yeah. Whatever that is. Whatever
0: that terrible, very 90s -hmm. film is. Mm -hmm. It seems like Swingers with none of the passion, or like none (laughs) of the charm. Yeah. None of the... Uh, the yeah, no,
1: it seems like that kind of thing. I think Clark said that too. Whatever my friends and I say is interesting enough to be in a film. We're living this life. It seems cool yeah. to us. Let's film it. Yeah, guys, this. We should put this on paper and then on screen.
0: <laughs> and it turns out only four of those people were right. Mm-hmm. And every other person was wrong.
1: And not every time. We can't all be workaholics, guys. Is that show good? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I, 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 I love Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I is. love that show. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it was one of those shows when I first watched. I was like, "Guys, this is
1: us. If we owned a bar, and you know, they owned a failing bar, it's yeah. like they basically have free drinks." <laughs> that's all. Well, they and have.
0: then they just in the second season they just had to write in Danny DeVito's characters, yeah. like, "Well, he's magic. He just gives them money and fixes things." All right, enough of this talk. Uh, that's it for this week's episode. But first, some plugs. Yes. I want to say. I'm on an upcoming episode of Retronauts, give that a listen. Yeah. But I was also on this week's episode of Laser Time. Oh, it's all about
1: ducks in honor of the release of DuckTales Remastered, something I've worked super hard on and really proud of. Uh, don't I, I don't want to sound too pluggy about it, but like, man, I really like the game. Uh, I want everybody everybody who had an inkling to check it out, man, fifteen dollars is not too much fucking money. I, wa- I wish this could happen to everybody. It has nothing to do with where I work, but to have something uh, something you loved that you thought was impossible come back in the most rewarding way possible. I wish that on all of you. And if you ever had an inkling to check out what the legacy of this game is about, like check it the fuck out. DuckTales Remastered. Yeah.
3: And I think we're about to record something that Dave can plug. Yes, the Cheap Popcast. Um, sort of. Semi mm-hmm. Summer Slam. You're at Summer
0: Slam. People look out for Dave and me. Yes, So we'll be in the box seats, far away from the rattle. Nope. Yeah, <laughs> eating we our, with our free drinks. <laughs> 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 uh,
3: what t-shirt are you planning to wear to it? I don't know. I'm
0: gonna. One of them. Laser time T-shirt. I
3: have a cheap podcast T-shirt, but I don't know if I'm gonna wear it there because it's a bit too self. It's the only time it gets on television. What I love about wrestling
0: events is it's the only time you get to wear a wrestling shirt without people judging you.
1: Like, dude, no one knows when you're wearing a wrestling shirt. Like, why does your shirt say no, no, no over tape with yes, yes, yes? (laughs) Nobody knows what that means. Who's not a wrestling fan? I'm
0: thinking of wearing that. I was gonna wear. I'm a Paul Heyman guy, but he's the bad guy now. I don't like this story for storyline purposes.
1: I can't wear the shirt makes you a WWE hipster.
0: I love it. Yeah. and they, Well, it's all about hipster wrestling right now, WWE. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Listen to that, and it's um, okay, another podcast I do. All
0: right. Well, now I'm on Radio Radar, as long as you're talking what? about podcasts, the yeah. Games Radar podcast. Look, guys, if you're not listening to it, because I'm the only old editor there, I'm
3: telling you, it's still a good show. I you listen need, to the, the whatever new 50. you guys grow on. Yeah.
0: yeah, we just did our 50th episode, which nice. was a live broadcast on Twitch first.
2: Wow. And then an episode,
0: yeah. Talk Radar never did that. We're way past Talk Radar already, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I met one listener recently who was a cool guy, but when he told me he didn't listen to Radio Radar, I was like, Come
1: on, don't you like me? I'm on. Do you I... have any, any many people I meet? Did I not tell you that story at, at, at Comic You want to share that story? Uh, yeah, because I don't know who the fuck that guy was. He's like, hey, Chris A. Diesel. I'm like, hey, how's it going? It's I love meeting people. How you doing? Ah, I love talk raider. Oh, great, great. That's been a while <laughs> since we did that. Ah, uh, what what have you been doing? Really? <laughs> you said you love me and recognize me. Like I, I'm not on a lot of video. Like it, you not don't follow me on Twitter? or do another show called Lazy Time. You're, nah, I haven't. Dude, Duke Lombardi. Um, <laughs> No. <laughs> Come on, do it, pussy! No! <laughs> ah, this fucking faggot won't do, do the party Like, okay, and then I do it and like nah. and like and just like oh, tears coming out of my eyes. It was it was it was fucking awful. It was, Please was listen to laser, laser time. <laughs> Maybe
0: like, he's now a laser time once
1: Uh it, yeah, yeah. Now, now. Oh, you're
0: know. <laughs> right, so until next time. Excelsior.
2: Excelsior!